You are listening to the TF Cast, a Mankato-based arts and culture podcast where we hear stories of upcoming projects and get to know the people making things happen all across southern Minnesota. This episode was recorded September 15th, 2021. Hello and welcome to another episode of the TF Cast. Today with us, we have artist Jake Dickinson. Jake, would you please just take a moment and introduce yourself to the uh, viewers at home? Yeah, um, uh, obviously my name is Jake. I am a visual artist. I've lived in Mankato almost my whole life. Um, traveled around a couple of times, um, you know, outside of Mankato and lived other places, but I'm back here now and um, yeah, working as an artist stuff. Cool. What, what uh, for people who might be unfamiliar, can you, well, actually we have a, we have a great example of a, an early, a work that you did uh, a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I'll, I'll bring it up. I just, I just, just own this painting. This is just all happenstance. Yeah. This one, is this upright? Yep, yes. It is yeah. upright. Is it visible on the, on the video? Good. Cool. Behold awesome. the work of Jake Dickinson. You can actually buy this from me for $60,000. <laughs> Um, that's, <laughs> that's how these things work $10,000 increase yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah um, there we go I, I really liked that one I, I haven't seen I don't know if it's representative your entire body of work but um, today we're here mostly to talk about like the lifestyle and work of an artist uh, or that's what you kind of cue the conversation up as being about like you know lay out some of your thoughts for us well, um, it's kind of been a, it's been an interesting journey. Um, you know, starting from when I was a little kid, I always really wanted to be an artist, you know, uh, I have older brothers that one of them is a tattoo artist. Um, so I always kind of, I looked up to him a lot when I was a kid, tried to draw what he was drawing and do what he was doing. And, um, as I got older, uh, in high school and stuff, I took every art class that I possibly could. And then in college, you know, I, I, uh, got my bachelor of fine arts from MSU. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, it's been a, it's definitely been a struggle there. There's been times where I thought, you know, like I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. Should, should I focus on something different, you know? Um, mm. and, but you know, I'm still here, I'm still making work. What, what have those moments uh, centered around? Was it, was it like struggling with the work itself or was it like external factors? Yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Um, it's external factors, you know, like um, being able to make enough money, getting your finances uh, mm. together and stuff. Um, uh, you working a full-time job and in conjunction with uh, creating your work. Um, and then it's also, you know, uh, sometimes it's, sometimes the work just doesn't, come to you you don't don't feel inspired you don't feel motivated and stuff like that and mm. in, in those situations you know like I try to uh try to take a step back and you know like uh really try to reassess like w you know what I'm doing what 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 things that I'm interested in now like that painting um that you showed earlier that's um I'm bringing it up again yeah can see that you can continue talking that's of uh uh Basically, it's an old photo that I was kind of recreating uh, with these two sisters. They're uh, Romanov sisters from uh, from Russia. They're basically they were murdered um, at the end of uh, World War One. Oh, so just kind of a kind of an interesting um, thing. I I I, I liked the uh, 
Um, what I really liked about those was the quality of like the old photos and trying to recreate that somewhat in paint, you know, having mm. this kind of like almost aged or, um, you know, uh, not, I was going to say decrepit, but it's not really decrepit. <laughs> no, it's, they have like a glossy a, kind of yeah. feature that cracks and yeah. adds some kind of filter. Exactly. Almost. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I've been, uh, mostly, uh, for the past year or so, I've been kind of focusing on those old paintings or, um, paintings of old photographs and stuff. Um, now I'm kind of more transitioning towards more traditional painting, uh, realism painting and portraiture right now. That's what I'm kind of working on. What, what pushed you towards making that pivot? Has you just done enough or? Yeah, it, it, it's a little bit of, I, I kind of explored the, um, the subject matter to the point where I was, where I was satisfied with it. Um, and I wanted to move on to something else. Um, also, <clears throat> I wanted to uh, have have the opportunity where people could commission me for work. It's a little mm -hmm. hard to to commission mm -hmm. a work that is like uh, very personal, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so portraiture is an easy way to kind of get into that um, in, into that area. There, there wasn't enough market of people wanting you to recreate their old family <laughs> yeah, photos. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've been trying to, uh, to work on portraiture and get into yeah. the realism painting and stuff like that. Okay. Then, yeah. you, you mentioned that you graduated from MSU. Uh, did you say when that was? Yeah, it was actually pretty recently. It was, uh, oh. the start of 2020. So oh, I okay. graduated right at the start of the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. And had you been, you'd been practicing artists for long before yeah. you yeah. went there or, uh, what, what did you go to school for? Yeah, I did. What, what, what was your reason for choosing to go, like, go to school for that? And, uh, and then like, how'd you get in, involved with that part? It's kind of a long story, but, um, I, uh, first went to college right after high school. I went to MCAT up in the cities and I, I, I spent about a year and a half there. Um, after, after a while, it, I was getting in my own head, thinking about, you know, tuition being so expensive mm. and stuff. Um, should I keep doing this anymore? And that was one of the points in my life where I thought, you know, I, I need to make a change, a, a different avenue, because this painting, or at least what I'm doing in college right now, isn't going to work, work out mm. for me. Um, so after that, I, uh, I lived in Mankato. I moved back to Mankato for a little while. I then moved out to Oregon where I lived, uh, lived out there for a little bit. Um, and then from Oregon, I moved to New York and I lived out there and each time, you know, I kind of came, kept coming back to like, uh, you know, like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, like what, what, what makes me happy? Mm. And each time, you know, I would, when I was out in Oregon or when I was out in New York, you know, I would come back to making a drawing or making a painting, you know, and stuff. And it, it was like, okay, this is what I, what I need to do. You know, this is obviously, I mean, I'm very passionate about it, even though, you know, it's going to be hard and it's going to be, you know, yeah, just difficult to, mm -hmm. to make it as an artist or make a living as an artist. I need to try. Yeah. And, um, so, after I got back from New York, I enrolled at MSU to finish my Bachelor of Fine Arts, and then I finished that in uh, early 2020. That's really interesting to me. 
um, on account of the fact that a lot of times I feel like people who we encounter have some of those events go in the exact opposite order where uh, they determine that they want to be an artist and then they move to a, like a larger metro yeah. for something. And would, w- like what, what had you there having those thoughts and then thinking like, oh, I'm going to go back to Mankato? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the whole, uh, I, at, at, at the time moving out to New York, I had aspirations of, uh, of uh, writing and uh, doing comedy mm. and stuff. Um, that really didn't pan out for me so well out there. But um, yeah, I, I, my, whole, my whole reason for going to New York was I had this idea in my head that uh, New York would be, would be different. It would fill my expectations of like, mm. you know, what, what the, what being in the art world would be like, you know, and, um, what, what making art would be like. I thought, you know, like I, I could really find my niche out there. Um, but really, you know, and I, I've, I've, I've done that a couple of times where, you know, pick up and move and, um, you feel like you're, you're going to make a fresh start. These are things are going to be new and stuff like that. And to mm-hmm. an extent, yeah, it, it is, it's, it's, it's new, it's invigorating. It's, it's a, it's kind of a fresh start, but like you still need to, um, you're still you, you know, mm-hmm. no, no matter where you go, you're still, still you, the problems that you face and the obstacles that you face are still going to come with you. So, um, after being out in New York for about a year, I, I decided I, I wanted to come back. I wanted to re-enroll in school and Mankato, you know, growing up, uh, in high school, especially in high school, I was very, I had such animosity towards the city that I grew up, grew up in. Mm. And I, I didn't, I felt it was very constricting and, uh, you know, that I, that I wasn't meeting the, the, the people that I wanted to meet. But, uh, now that, now that I've come back and I can really see it with fresh eyes, I see that, you know, this, this town has a whole lot to offer. Uh, there's an enormous amount of opportunity here and there's a lot of people that, you know, um, are doing like really, really cool things in this town. And it's why this is kind of a cool opportunity to be here and stuff. Talk to you guys. I would, I would tend to agree. I, you know, I think that, I, I think that there's just kind of a whole, it like we're, our proximity to the cities, oftentimes, like they're just like larger, you know, seen there in general overshadows it like if you're not paying attention to the fact that there's literally constantly something going on in Mankato. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it is, you know, you're kind of like living in the shadow of a giant, but (laughs) I've said this a thousand times. So it probably sounds like I'm beating on a broken drum to anyone who listens. Like, you know, like even organizing this show, I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get a guest every week. Right. And like, I, I've literally never had any problem even on short notice, like finding someone to be here and like now I'm like, oh, I'll be able to do this show forever and probably have to like be conservative about repeating guests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I, it, it's it, as long as you, you know, uh, keep trying and stuff. And, and that, that's kind of what I've what I've learned, you know, like it it's you're you're going to you're going to fail. You're going to have moments where it's things aren't going right and stuff. But as long as you just keep going, keep putting your head down and keep working at it, you know, like things will, things will work out. Maybe not exactly how you pictured them, but you know, mm-hmm. what, yeah. what has that looked like for you? What have you, what it, when, when you, uh, have taken those steps to persevere, um, you know, 
was it coming back or was it something you did while you were here or something in your art career? Uh, it just made me think of, um, uh, grant applications specifically, you know, like, um, it's really disheartening to like put so much work into uh, a proposal and stuff, you know, and then have them come back and be like, no, we're not interested. Or even a, a gallery space, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it's, it, it, my work sometimes can be a little bit off putting, you know, and, uh, I, and I think it, it, it doesn't do well in every single setting, you know, and stuff. Mm. So some galleries are just not, uh, you know, right for my type of work and stuff. And it's kind of hard to get that, um, you know, that feedback and stuff that, um, but as you know, like if, as long as I keep applying and, and keep doing it, you know, things are just gonna kind of work out and stuff. Hmm. Certainly. Well, it, it, there, there's gotta be a kind of a silver lining to that too. Like if your work was just like totally palatable, it would be like in the dentist's office or <laughs> yeah. like adorning right. some corporate space somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, what, what does the, you mentioned there was sort of a transition to, uh, some more photorealism stuff. What, what's been inspiring some of that? Like what, are, what, uh, interests you in, in that space? Yeah, I, well, I wanted to get better at color mixing and I wanted to get better at, um, you know, just, yeah, just accurately mixing, uh, mixing colors, uh, with oil paints and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube YouTubers who are like, uh, hyper realistic painters and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I think, and there's this, in, uh, I have an interest in, you know, like in doing portraiture and, uh, in doing, um, yeah, uh, more realistic painting. So I, you know, just mm -hmm. moving that way. I mean, you yeah. said it was kind of a financial decision. Yeah. I, that does, does that, um, it, is that the kind of thing that it, do you, I don't want to say, do you feel like that's a compromise or is it like investing in your ability to do what you love? No, I, I, th I think it, I think it, it definitely is a compromise, but I don't think that that's a bad thing. You mm -hmm. know? Um, I think, uh, a lot of times as artists, we want to like have it be our way all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. we make this work not only for ourselves, but for other people, you know? So it's, um, I, I think being able to compromise and being able to, uh, you know, do something different, maybe outside of your uh, realm of expertise, uh, you know, is, is a really, uh, you know, powerful thing to be able to do. Uh, I think of my, my professor, uh, Brian Frank at MSU, you know, he, he, for a period of time there was just doing pet portraits, like these gigantic, mm -hmm. uh, pet portraits and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and, I don't know exactly the reason why he started doing that, but, um, I, I, he is mostly an abstract painter and, uh, for him to go and then, uh, try this kind of hyper realism on a large scale is, um, you know, it just, I, I think it, it helps, uh, for whatever you're doing. Like for him, you know, like he is primarily abstract and stuff but these like larger than life, uh, canvases that he was working on kind of helped to inform like his abstract pieces in a way, you know, like, mm. uh, in, yeah, in terms of like, uh, line quality and depth and stuff like that, you know, he, mm. um, yeah. I, I, I think I've had like some sim similar situations where I see an artist 
do something completely different than what I've known them for. Right. And then watching how they work with something I understand better contextualizes the other work for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's and interesting. At, at some level too, as like a, as a creator of, of art or things, I think that there's a, a good balance of, of making your stuff, whether it's palatable or, experimenting with different ways of doing things and then kind of being able to collect the what you've learned and apply those different things so it's cool to be able to yeah be able to look at a, a new opportunity like that and kind of design it around some idea to to um whether it is to maybe sell some do more commissions or uh, whether it's to like explore the the fine tuning colors like and just kind of dialing in some of those practices it seems like a really neat way of uh, approaching an artistic practice yeah yeah definitely um yeah i've been i've been really trying to 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 work on um the like the more technical side of of painting get uh, more familiar with um with all that that stuff just so that it does it i i can bring that over into the other stuff that i'm very interested in you know mm -hmm. um yeah. What what uh what what artists inspire you in that realm? Um I I I think of uh Goya um a lot mm. um and I also um Francis Bacon is a huge inspiration for me. Um he also worked for from uh, like photographs and stuff and like that. Um and that that also, you know, um uh, was kind of one of one of the uh the inspirations or one of the things that I liked from working from like old photographs and recreating the painting was that, you know, like you can, you can really recontextualize the, 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 the portrait and stuff, uh, by doing it that way. Like he, uh, Francis Bacon would take like, uh, photos of gymnasts and stuff like that and mm -hmm. then paint those, um, onto the canvas, but it became this very like graphic, sinister not i shouldn't say sinister but really really graphic and really um brutal you know mm -hmm. kind of scene I, I could i could see the word sinister there too just on account of the color palette you know like it, it, it kind of is like what you'd expect to see in like a horror movie poster or <laughs> yeah, something like that right right yeah i think a lot of our it's kind of funny like a lot of our modern ideas of what horror is come from visual artists you know uh, from way back in the day and stuff like that um, yeah, but, um, what, yeah, oh, what? I would actually wonder, oh, you can go, oh, you go okay, <laughs> I was going to say, cause there, there's been like historically, and I don't know if you're cap if you're, if you're equipped to answer this question, cause I, I don't, I don't know about it at all, but like the, like horror art through history in general has changed like a lot, like depictions of hell, you know, have changed mm -hmm. from like ice to fire and like all these different things. And I, I wonder what, you know, of those, that, what era of time, because I, I, I can visualize what you're saying, but I don't have like the art history background to like, say like what it is that's carried forward so much into popular culture there. Because um, even, even when I think about some movies now that have been like a little bit different, like, like Midsommar, like that was a very yeah. odd color palette for like such a horrifying film yeah. you know yeah and like i think that's a lot of what was cool about it for sure for sure yeah and um that made me think of uh hieronymus bosch uh the and his 
painting uh, Garden of Earthly Delights. Um, that is, uh, it's just a densely packed painting uh, with, um, uh, it's a triptych. Uh, one is showing paradise, one is showing uh, purgatory, and then the other is showing hell. And mm. in, in hell, it is uh, uh, just chaos. There's like uh, guys with chicken heads running around with uh, like, and there's like an ear with a big knife. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of crazy really surreal horror before surreal horror was like kind of a coinage term, you know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was, it was all religious based. Um, and I think it was, you know, this, this, this fear of hell, fear of dying, or it could even be, you know, like with the, with the black plague, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of time, uh, you know, like the black plague basically, uh, you know, made people really who were alive during that time period, very comfortable with death. You know, death mm. became like kind of a, a, a part of like everyday culture and stuff like that. So you see a lot of, um, art, artists work who came, uh, came out of the black plague ha having, you know, it, it's very, it's very graphic. It's very, um, you know, it, it's kind of disturbing a little bit, you know, and stuff, but, mm. um, and also it, it, it's also, you know, like, could be satirical as well, you know, like they're, they're almost making fun or making light of it. So there, there's two different kind of reactions to it. Yeah. It's, mm. it's really interesting to think about a plague time like that where people are, cause I mean, just, just thinking about like how many people in America just died here with COVID Yeah, and I know that that happened, but like it, it happened in like a way that I didn't interact with, you know, like I participated in like trying to like mask up or be safe or whatever, but like for how many people just vanished, like I didn't really see it. Yeah. And like you, you saw it on your phone, like the, the crazy shit in New York, like, um, you know, the, the mass graves or the, the overcrowded trucks in the beginning. But for the most part now, when things are starting to fill up again, it, it, like if you just like transported from someone from 2018 to right now, you wouldn't know that there was a pandemic on. Yeah. You know, unless yeah. someone like told you. Yeah. Mm. It is really, it's really weird. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different from, you know, like, and I, I I'm sure it was, it was different in each, uh, <coughs> depending on where you lived. If you lived in a densely packed city in the, uh, the, during the black plague, you know, you saw, people being wheeled out in wheelbarrows, you know, like big mm -hmm. mass piles of bodies and them, uh, you know, but we, yeah, we're so, we, we are so removed from it. It's, it's really weird. Um, this, this pandemic has like, instead of, I think, you know, instead of us making us comfortable with death and like the black plague kind of did to those people, um, this has kind of made us more, uh, more isolated than, than, than previous, you know, and made us a little bit more, uh, I don't know, I, I guess, yeah, self, uh, you know, not self-reliant, but like, yeah. It, Independent. Yeah. Well, I think that with, with a lot of the medical uh, deaths going on, as, as I don't know if medical deaths is a term, whatever, a lot of the people that who uh, died resulting from the pandemic here, it was... Yeah, I guess like you said, it it wasn't big cities with like 
overfilling carts. Like that's mm-hmm. a very different kind of experience, I think. And mm-hmm. and we, and this is probably beyond the scope of this conversation entirely. But like I think we as Americans, especially, have a weird relationship with death where we like really hide it, or it's, yeah, it's very traditional in a sense with the funerals and things and right there's a lot of different cultures that have kind of a different approach which i wouldn't want to speak to really either but um yeah it's very interesting it is yeah yeah i i do know that um i uh that like you know um ireland for example you know like it, it the funeral process it's a lot different it's more of a celebration of a person's life than the mourning of a loss Hmm. um which is kind of interesting that we treat it that way you know like um it it just i don't in in my mind it it makes more sense to to celebrate the person's long life than than their short death you know and stuff like that but Mm yeah I don't, I guess I don't, I don't really know much about that. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been to a very thankfully low number of funerals here in America. No, that's good. Yeah. It, it's like, uh, it, it all ties into like burial practices or like the relationship we have with, I don't know if it's like graveyards or ancient sites or um, even just like your aging family members too. You know, I think we, are very disconnected from that in a lot of cases and yeah. in America too, you know, they go into a home and they're tended to by someone rather than living in your house with you until they die a ripe old age of right. 80 or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with it. And I'm kind of circling back to the, the art conversation and stuff has a lot to do, do with, yes. uh, <laughs> uh, like, you know, working, uh, working 40 hours a week, um, and having a lot of obligations in, in, in this country, like, um, you know, we work really hard. We, and we, mm. we, um, we're at work more than we are at home most of the time. So, um, you know, and that's why it, it, it is, it is difficult to like, um, keep the art practice going, you know, especially if you're, if you're not making, you know, a living at it, you know, it's, uh it can be really, really difficult because yeah, you're, you're, you're spending all this time at another job and it's something that you don't like. You're not, well, I shouldn't say that, but most of the time it's something that you're it's probably you're not, not what you would do if you had yeah. the yeah. afternoon if, off. Exactly. If there's a, if there's a piece of American culture, I feel entitled to talk about, I would say it's, it's like building our personas through our work. Yeah. And, and like as, as artists, when art is so, regularly undervalued like it's easy to to move that on to yourself and that's a theme that i've i've encountered talking with artists all the time where like they emotionally know the value of their work the community celebrates the value of their work and then the economy is just kind of like the you know like, <laughs> like like you know you, you can't live you have to you have to go do something else unless you've really broken through on the other side or you do one of the art practices that is one that gets you paid well. Right. Um, Yeah. And there are plenty of those and not to like discourage anyone from being an artist because I I do think that as I, I think that Gen Z 
has had enough. Like, I think that they're, they're done with like being defined by workplace culture and that they're going to do something else. So, right. Um, I think we're all millennials in the room, but you know, we can thank Gen Z for that. (laughs) You guys keep it up. (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, I hope that that's not me just talking to your feelings. No, no. Yeah. That's, I mean, you said something there, like, uh, being defined by you know what you do for a, a living and stuff like that it 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 can it can be really especially if you want to do something else you know it can be really i it, it's an identity issue you know mm. you start to to question you know like who you are as a person and stuff i i've been there so many different times um yeah in that in that regard well and with that too it's difficult to yeah separate it for yourself you're like i'm I'm an artist and this job is okay. Like it's not my thing, but everyone keeps asking me about this job. And like at work, all we do is talk about this job right? and this, the, that work becomes very present in your life, whether you were like a committed ladder climber or not, you know, <laughs> it just becomes the, becomes a big part of your, your being here. And so, yeah, I, I think that that can be really tough for people. And, and like you said, too, on the sustainability side of, of being creative, like uh, that requires time and, and energy. And like if you've got a lot of your time sucked up by this other thing, it, it can be really challenging to to make sure that you've got the space in your life to really like pursue the things you want to as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard to, you know, like... Um, be comfortable with, you know, investing money, investing your time and stuff into something that you're not even sure is going to work out. But it's, mm-hmm. um, I think, I, I think it's, you know, it's really important to, to, especially if you, if you have that drive, if you have that, that passion for doing it is it, to, to continue to keep doing it. I want to mention Brian Frank again. He, uh, I had this conversation not too long ago when I uh, started working a new job, um, you know, and it was going to be a really physical, hard labor job and stuff. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to have enough energy after the end of the day to, to go and paint and stuff. Um, and he just, he, he told me that, you know, like it, as long as I keep art the center of my life, you know, things, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep progressing in it. Hmm. And that can be like, you know, uh, just constantly keeping your your mindset like okay i'm i'm working on this piece you know and so if i'm at work you know like i i can kind of ponder what i'm what i'm thinking about you know like mm. and and stuff like that but it it it's difficult with um yeah when it's when it's not your main profession it's really it's really difficult to to keep that focus keep it the center of your life and you know keep keep things moving, but you know, mm. yeah. Um, Zach, have we had any, um, participation? Okay. We, we, we threw out some questions on social media oh. to see if anyone, but we've never done that before. So that's cool. Yeah. It, right. it didn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Any hoot. <clears throat> um, so what, what are you working on right now? Like what, what do you, what does your art practice look like currently? 
Well, I, I was uh, at the Emmy Friends Center. I had a studio down there. Um, okay. I recently moved out of that and um, have now like my whole upstairs of my apartment. That's just my studio space. Um, and I like that a lot better. I get to hang out with my cat and stuff. And Good old paint. work from home. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've been working on, um, like I said before, just kind of traditional portraiture. It's been just mostly friends. Um, I got a grant through the Prairie Lakes uh, Regional Arts Council oh, great. to to basically you know invest time into uh, like getting better at doing portraiture and so far I've done uh, three uh, canvases that are about three feet tall by uh, two feet wide. Um, I did uh, my brother's wife and my dad and some. Um, uh, my, my, uh, friend's girlfriend I did. Um, so yeah, it's been, it, it's been really cool. I, I like, um, I, I like doing realism. It is really, <laughs> it is somewhat nerve wracking to be able to, uh, try to get a likeness down, mm. especially when you know the person is going to be looking at it <laughs> and you know, they know what they look like, you know? So, mm. um, yeah, it, it, it it's, it's a little difficult, but it, it's really fun um, having, seeing it all kind of come together. And like a lot of times with uh, like, you know, more abstract painting, I'm, I'm kind of skipping steps, you know, like instead of uh, blocking in a whole area and stuff like that, I'll just kind of paint the, the figure right on the bare canvas and then paint around it and stuff just to give it a little bit of different effect. With, uh, with the more traditional painting, I'm kind of trying to go step by step, you know, like I'm, I'm building, uh, you know, the, the head first and stuff, and then I'm putting on the features, and then I'm going over again with uh, like more finer detail stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, been, it's been definitely a really enjoyable experience, and I, I think, um, I, I definitely think I'm learning a lot that I can, you know, like move towards uh, more of, you know, just my regular stuff. Um, I'm not really sure if I'm going to go back to working from, uh, old photographs at this point, you know, there's still some that I have in my collection that are really, that I, I still really want to work from, but, mm. um, I think maybe, you know, maybe trying something else and stuff could be fun as well. So, mm. yeah. What, are there any other projects you kind of have, you know, sitting on the back burner, some things you want to try when you, uh when you, uh, develop your portraiture far enough? Yeah. Yeah. I want to, uh, get more into, um, uh, like figure, figurative painting. Um, that's kind of been, uh, the thing and I, uh, you, uh, using a model and stuff and, and, and painting, uh, mm. uh, a la prima, um, basically, uh, you know, while they're in, in the studio doing a quick gestural kind of painting. And those, those are, um, I, I, uh, quick gestural kind of paintings is what I, what I eventually want to go towards, you know, like, uh, or that's what I'm trying to sort of work towards. Um, and, uh, I, I did this project. Um, it, I think it was two years ago now where I did a painting every day for about 150 days. Whoa, and, wow. uh, it was, uh, you know, um, I only, and I basically, I, I gave myself a, a bunch of rules to follow, you know, like I had to lay out my palette beforehand and then I gave myself about 30 minutes to uh, complete each painting, you know, not including prep time and all that mm -hmm. stuff. 
Um, so they became like really uh, kind of off the cuff sort of um, uh, paintings that were just very gestural, super loose and stuff like that. But they were also kind of had like this sort of ethereal quality to them that I really, really liked. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, uh, makes me think of, um, uh, you know, comedy when people uh, doing open mic nights and stuff like that. So part of the point of open mic night is to get used to the crowd, get used to the feedback. Mm. And um, they, uh, so, you know, like, and, and, and um, being able to get up there and like tell a joke off the cuff, somebody says something and then, you know, you respond to it and stuff like that. It's kind of a, a similar way um, in w which I was like approaching the drawing. It was like kind of just off the top of my head as, as I, as I go and stuff. Mm. Yeah. And so part, partly too, with, uh, developing some of the, the other skills around that you kind of are more capable of, of quickly getting to where you want to go and exactly. that style. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, the more, the more that I learn about it, um, the more that I learn how to like build from, uh, step one to, you know, the final step, you know, like the more I can yeah. skip around and, you know, kind of. Uh, be familiar with like what I'm working with and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, why don't we, why don't we let people know where they could maybe find some of your stuff and yeah, if you want to point them in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have an Instagram right now. That's um, it's RW Dickinson art. And uh, I got a Facebook page as well. It's the same thing. RW Dickinson art. Um, you know, uh, Hopefully in the future, I'll, I'll be getting, uh, I'll get some gallery space going up and stuff or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm also interested in like doing, uh, like pop-up stuff, you know, stuff outside oh, of galleries, cool. you know, like, uh, I thought that would be kind of cool to, to, you know, kind of branch out and do something a little different. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, we, we wish you the best with it, and thank you for uh, joining us on such short notice today. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, this was a, surprise, a delightful surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you guys for having yeah. me. Yeah. It's fun. I, I've seen that painting in Jacob's house for a long time and not had any idea who it was, so it's nice to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, any uh, final parting words we want to land on this thing? Um. Got a message for the masses? Uh, keep working hard at your stuff. Eventually, things will work out for you. There we are. Yeah. That's a message. Yeah. I, I'm supportive of that one as well, I think, generally. All right. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. This is good. Cool. Later. See you next time. Thanks for sticking around. You can find show notes for this and every episode at triplefalls.org.